Welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives podcast. I am your host, Amy Diane Ross, wife, mother, Bible teacher, who's passionate to disciple women through life using the Word of God. On this podcast, we will use the Bible to discuss topics that we all face from emotional and mental struggles, married life, single life, physical health, and everything in between. If you are ready to live in victory in every area of your life while learning the Word of God, I'm here to help. The Bible really does have all the answers for life's crazy roller coaster ride, and I'm excited that you have chose me to ride along with you. Today is Working Women's Wednesdays for Christians. We are going to explore different women throughout church history and even today that have made a dynamic impact on our faith. I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. Hello, sisters. So today we're going to be talking about uh, women of faith, women of faith um, that have just displayed great faith and what we can learn from them. And so I'm going to, I'm pulling from um, early, early church history. One of, one of the um, female martyrs that we um, have some records of, and her name is Felicitas of Rome. So Felicitas of Rome. Don't know when she was born, but we think that she was martyred around 164 AD. So pretty early on um, in our faith, uh, this woman was um, uh, martyred. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about her. So she was a wealthy woman. Um, She had a lot of money. She was a widow. So she was not married. Um, Her husband had died. Don't know how. And she had seven sons. And so she um, became born again. She heard the gospel and gave her life to Jesus Christ. And she, um, as a wealthy woman and Um, as a woman who was radically transformed once she heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and became born again, she immediately became a very devout Christian or a very devout Christ follower, follower of his teachings. And so she was known as being a wealthy, uh, devoted, religiously devoted woman to, to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so her faith, she had such an amazing example of her faith that she was converting a lot of people to Christianity. And it was known that she was doing that just by her example, just by the way that she lived and how she, um, you know, just how dramatically her life had changed once she uh, gave her life to Jesus Christ and became born again. She was so transformed. And then she just lived out her faith. She got grabbed a hold of Christ's teachings and really lived out uh, her faith before men. And a lot of people were getting converted. Well, this, my friends, did not go over well with the pagan priests. The pagan priests were, they blamed her for making the gods angry, the gods that they serve, they're, they're pagan gods. And so they were like, you know what? The only way that our pagan gods are going to be happy now is if we uh, sacrifice her to them her and her seven sons, like not just her, we're going to have to kill her seven sons and sacrifice them to the pagan gods as well, because all seven of her sons had also become born again. 
And so they, they wanted her dead. She was making such an impact, um, in her community for the gospel of Jesus Christ that they felt it was actually angering the gods. And so she ends up being taken to, um, one of the leaders, his name was, uh, Publius. He was like a magistrate or a leader at that time. And he did everything, everything to try to change her mind. He was like, listen, listen, Felicius, you are a wealthy, prominent woman. You they're going to kill you. Like you're going to, they're going to execute you and your sons. If you just do not denounce Jesus Christ, you have to denounce him, you know, and just go back to your normal life, go back to, you know, uh, living your best life now, because otherwise they're going to kill you and your seven sons. You know, he, he's probably thinking, no, this is recorded. This is my ad living. he's probably thinking there's this man named Jesus. He died a criminal on a crucified on a crucifix, you know, like a hundred years ago, you know, and then there's, and he, of course, there's all these rumors that he did all these signs, wonders and miracles and whatnot, but he died a criminal's death. Like, you know, but then of course they are, they do say there's all these eyewitnesses for his resurrection, but still, I mean, come on, you weren't there. I mean, do you even know? Could, you know, like, what are you doing? You're just, you're just gonna, you're gonna let you and your sons like die this death, be executed for this man named Jesus. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I will, because I'm not denouncing my Lord. And I love that because there's a message, there's a teaching that I taught. Um, we taught it when I was in Mexico. And then I taught it again recently, actually, when it, I was at a boy's prison and I, and I taught the message. And the message is when you meet a man named Jesus. And the whole point of that message is the transformation that happens when you encounter Jesus Christ and become born again. And that's what it would happen here. He can't denounce her faith. She met a man named Jesus and it absolutely changed her life. He became a new creation in Christ. Now she understood what it means. It's no longer I, it's no longer Felicius that lives. It's Christ who lives in me. And I have been transformed by him. And I cannot denounce him. I cannot deny him. No matter what it cost me, because Jesus did tell me it was going to cost me my life. It literally, he literally warned us that it could cost us our life. He literally warned us that if we had to be willing to give up everything for him, to follow him was not going to be easy. It's a narrow path. And so, so she says, yeah, Publius, I'm not denying him and neither are my sons. And so finally he realized she's not going to deny him. And so he sends her off to the, the, the four judges they had these four judges that made like the final decision for execution. And, and they said, yep, we're, we're executing her and her seven sons. And she said, okay. She goes, I only have one request. And her request was that all seven of her sons would die in front of her, that she, that they would go first before her because she wanted to be there to encourage them until they took their last breath. And so she goes back to her sons and she says, okay, yeah, they're, they're not going to, you know, waive this execution. Um, we're not willing to deny our faith. We're not willing to stop following Jesus Christ. Um, and so we're going to die. They're going to kill us. Um, they're going to sacrifice us to their gods. And so here's what she said to her sons. This is quoted. So she looks at her seven sons and she says, lift your eyes to heaven. Look up my children. There, Christ awaits you. Fight for your souls. Stay firm in his 
love. So these are these are the encouraging words that she gives her sons before they go off into to be tortured and brutally executed. This is what the mother leaves. Oh, that we would look to the heavens. Isn't that what Paul tells us too? He says, he says, keep your mind set on eternal things, not on earthly things. Peter backs that up in first Peter. He says, keep your mind focused on the inheritance that awaits you, which is Jesus Christ. She got that. She understood that. And she's expressing to her children, just, just keep your head focused on heaven. No matter what they do to you, no matter how they torture you, how they beat you, no matter what kind of, just keep your eyes on heaven. Sisters, that's for us. No matter what you're going through today, no matter how hard life is for you, no matter what's going on, keep your focus on the eternal things that inheritance that awaits you, Father who loves you, who's holding you in the palm of his hand. Christ is awaiting you and I. We're going to get through this life. We're going to get through these trials and tribulations. He'll never leave us or forsake us. But if we would just look towards heaven, that's where Christ awaits us. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for you and for me. Fight for our souls, sister. Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, right? Keep going. Keep fighting. Fight the good fight. Stand. Stay firm in the love that Jesus has for you. He loves you so much. He knows what you're going through or what you're about to go through. We always say we're either coming out of something or we're going into something. So you're either coming out of a trial or getting ready to go into a trial because life is a circle of trials, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. But Christ is in there with us through it all. And so she says this beautiful saying to them. And so the sons come and they're, they're being tortured. And I, I, they had like several traditions of different ways that they, there was like four different ways that they were killed. And I didn't want to bring that up into the podcast because it's kind of really awful, horrible. And I didn't want to put those visions in your mind, but just know that they were tortured. I mean, this is Rome after all, you know, they're really good at torturing people. Um, and so, and so each one would be tortured and then killed in front of her and she would encourage them the whole time, you know, just stay steadfast, look to heaven. Christ loves you. It, it'll be over soon, son. You're going to be in with the father soon. You'll be in all of eternity with Christ, our savior soon. So she's encouraging them and whatnot and just loving them, praying them through it. And, um, but after each one would die, the executor, the executioner would look at her and say, if you denounce your faith, I'll let you. And your sons go. So like son one, son two, son three. And after each one, she would not denounce her faith. She said, nope. He, they're with heaven. They're in heaven. They're with Christ. I'm going to be there with them too soon. I'll be there with my seven sons. We'll be all together. And so she, so not only did they physically torture, I mean, imagine the emotional and, and, and spiritual warfare and and the mental that that would have been on her but she stood strong after each execution and then eventually it is recorded that she was boiled in hot boiling oil and then beheaded much like um 
Apostle John. He was boiled in oil and he survived it, which was miraculous. And then they ended up putting him on the island of Pepos. But um, but yeah, so she uh, was tortured and then she died. And I thought, wow, that's such a beautiful example of really giving your life fully to Jesus Christ and what it means to follow him even unto death. And that was, again, back in 164 AD. And I think of, you know, we're so blessed here in America. We don't have, um, our physical lives are not um, up for ransom, if you will, for following Jesus. We are blessed here, but our brothers and sisters around the world are are dying every day um, in ways similar to Felicius and other barbaric ways um, for the faith, for their God, for their for for their love of Jesus Christ and for the gospel to get the gospel spread. And so, a few takeaways from the story. One is, let us not neglect praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters all around the world right now. Um, they're in the underground China. They're in India. They're in Africa. They're definitely in the 1040 window, uh, the Middle East, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, they're all over. And they're, they need our prayers. They need... Um, our prayers to cover them as they um, do face um, death and and hardships to follow Jesus and to get the gospel spread and to help people and to love people and to give back to people. And so let us just keep them praying for them, put them on your prayer journals, put them somewhere where you can just kind of keep that as a reminder to, to cover our persecuted brothers and sisters in prayer. And But I also want us to understand that you know, if we live a biblical worldview here in the States, here in the Western world, if you truly believe what the Bible teaches and really hold to a biblical worldview, then you too are going to be persecuted. Maybe you're not going to get boiled in oil and beheaded and have to watch your kids be tortured, but we do get called names. We get deleted. We get blocked. We get, we lose friendships. We lose family members. Um, People, Christians lose jobs all the time in the States because of their, their Christian beliefs. You know, we just don't hear about it a lot, but it is happening all the time. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to stand strong for, for the word of God in, in a, in a, a Western philosophy, theology, and very um, compromised culture of Christianity where the word of God isn't even um, preeminent anymore. It's barely even taught and and really used in the wholeness and the fullness of what it what it what it needs to be in in our circles um so i would just encourage you to just continue to stand on that biblical worldview but something else too i love about felicius is she taught her sons the word of god like they would have known the the teachings of jesus christ and became born again and they were willing to give their lives up as well for him and so what an example of a mom who equipped her children in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so I would just encourage you to just equip your children in the word, equip them in the truth so that they can stand up against all the lies and, and philosophies and, and the, the 
the new age and all the, just all the lies out there that they too can stand, just encourage them to stand up for their faith, to walk in the truth of God's word and, and use the word to encourage them, to teach them, to grow them, um, to also, you know, discipline them when they need it corrected to bring correction. Um, the word is so beautiful. It's alive and active. And so I would just really encourage you to um, teach them the word of God to really get in. And it is not the church's job to teach your children the word, though it's a nice you know, compliment to our lives that the church community is beautiful and, and definitely should be a part of that. But really it is our job as parents to, um, equip our children in the, in the word of God and to raise them up in the ways of the Lord, uh, so that hopefully they won't depart from it, you know? So I would just encourage that, um, you know, just continue to live out by example as well. Another thing I just loved, and I just did, um, a podcast called um, who is watching you. And, and that's what it was about how the daughter-in-laws um, in Moab would have been watching Naomi and her walk with her God and how it was so impressive that it, they wanted what she had. And so um, just know that your, your life, mom, your life, sister is an example to others that are watching you. And so just it's not always having to go out and street preach or do all these things. Like it, it sometimes it's really just living out your faith among your coworkers, among your neighbors, among your, your husband and, and your, um, among your children or, you know, whoever the Lord allows you to people at the grocery store, you know, that the, the word says that, you know, um, let your good works be seen before men that they may glorify the father. And we're not talking about the selfies. Oh, look at me. I fed a homeless guy today. Click, right? We're not talking about that. We're just talking about your day-to-day -day living, that you're living with this peace and this joy and this love that is just so you're, you have this kindness. Talk about the fruits of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, uh, faithfulness, self-control, you know, that you're living that out among people. And they think, man, there's something different about her. You know, she has peace and amongst all the craziness that's going on. She has joy. She has hope for the future. She has, you know, she's excited. She's, you know, who, what is this? Well, she met a man named Jesus and it transformed her life. And I want that peace. I mean, doesn't the world right now really just want peace and joy and love and laughter and hope? Oh my gosh, we're so hopeless. Like I don't even watch the news because it is hopeless. I mean, hopeless. The sky is falling every day. You know, people think that and I'm it's just so depressing. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. So you have the light, you have the salt, you have Christ in you that shines through you. And so, just like Felicius, be such an example that if we had like pagan priests, that they'd be like, We need to sacrifice her to the gods because she's making the gods pretty mad because you know, she's really like setting a good example about this. Christ that she's following, uh, you know, that's really what it needs to be that we're like setting such a beautiful example that we are ticking off the enemy. Okay. Um, and so I just want to encourage you with those, those three things, you know, just really pray for our brothers and sisters that are persecuted, pray, you know, just pour out the word in front of your children, live it out before them by example, encourage them to stand strong for the faith as well, teach them the faith so that they can stand. 
And, you know, just you as a woman, you have so much power just in your example. Um, and so I just encourage you with that to just let your good works be known before men that they may glorify the father. And, you know, persecution may come someday to the United States of America. I don't know. Um, but if it if it does, I you know, we live in a lot of comforts and I don't know about you. I don't like pain. So I fully admit that I'm going to need the grace of God if something like that were to come. And so I just, I pray often, Lord, if persecution comes to the United States and I'm here for it, that you would just grant me the grace um, and the privilege and the honor to stand until the very end, no matter what they would do to me, no matter what they would do to my family, no matter what they take from me, that I would stand for Jesus Christ until the end. And that I would keep my eyes focused on the heavens and focused on the love that Jesus has for me. And that's all we can do is pray you know, and ask God to grant us that if it should ever come. But meanwhile, live out your faith before men and let them see how good your God is through you. And so I just, I love you so much, so much. Remember, rock pot faith. We're, we are we are being simmered in this slow cooker. It takes a lifetime to mature and be perfected into the very image of Jesus Christ. From glory to glory, we are growing together for your transformation. It truly is the word of God being lived out, being taught, being walking it out with others that transforms our lives. And it takes time, sister. So just continue to show up. You'll get there. God bless you. I pray you enjoyed the teaching today. If God has blessed you in any way, then head over to the review section and leave five stars. I may just share your review right here on this podcast. Also, share this episode with anyone you believe will be blessed by today's teachings. If you want to connect with me and be a part of an amazing sisterhood of believers, then head over to our Facebook group. The link and all other links that I mentioned in this show today are in the show notes below. Just click on them and they'll take you where you want to go. As a reminder, be the church today, wherever God has you, shining the light and the love of Jesus. Y'all mean the world to me. Until next time.